Flag on the Bet, Super Bowl edition. Thank you listeners for tuning into the trailer for Talking Addiction and Recovery podcast. I am your host, Andrew J. Schreier, and this podcast is a follow-up to the book I wrote called Addiction and Recovery. I am an independent clinical supervisor, clinical substance abuse counselor, and licensed professional counselor in the state of Wisconsin. In this profession, the opportunity to learn and become educated is never short, and the ongoing venture of gaining wisdom to help others is definitely a passion I possess. This is where I get to share that information with you and invite guests to share their experience and work. In this podcast, we discuss issues related to addiction, recovery, mental health, counseling, treatment, and several other areas. We discuss alcohol, drugs, gambling, gaming, pornography, and other behaviors that impacts the lives of people I work with, the individuals in their lives, and the community as well. Listen as we talk about these issues because when we don't talk about them and the silence grows, the worse it becomes. Talking about them continues to bring them into the light, which is our best way of addressing these issues and ultimately helping those who are impacted. You can find the podcast on social media with Instagram at Talking Addiction and Recovery, and Facebook page with Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast. You can send emails to ask questions, provide feedback, or inquire about being a guest at TalkingAddictionAndRecovery at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, and with every episode you listen to, I hope you walk away learning something. In gambling, the Super Bowl is all the holidays and celebrations rolled into one. Many people will partake in gambling activities around this event, known as an unofficial holiday. It is estimated that $6 billion will be spent on gambling for Super Bowl 56. With so many people taking part in Super Bowl activities, we want to consider the connections between the Super Bowl and gambling, the concerns with certain populations, and partaking in what is often viewed as harmless risk. Are you ready for some football? Uh, Super Bowl 56 is upon us and taking place on February 13th, 2022 between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Did your team make it uh, or are you looking forward to the halftime show or the, the commercials? My Green Bay Packers didn't make it, so personally my interest has honestly been less and less, but Professionally, it's an important event to talk about. Gambling is something we make sure to keep talking about in this podcast. It's one I make sure to touch on as often as I can and keep making sure we discuss it because gambling is considered to be one of the the hidden addictions or problems, so to speak. Not nearly enough attention, effort, and resources are given to it. I'm actually gearing up for presenting at the Wisconsin Council on Problem Gambling statewide conference this year and presenting on ethics related to gambling, which we are going to talk a little bit about in this episode. And I'm also presenting on gambling and substance use, which has so many connections along with differences. March is also Problem Gambling Awareness Month. So this is all like right around the corner. But for this episode, we're going to talk about really sports betting and not just sports standing in general but in particular with the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl is a pretty major event when you think about it and you might ask well like how how big is the Super Bowl and 
each year millions of Americans gather around for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, even though you may not find it like listed on everyone's calendars, Super Bowl Sunday is considered to be like an unofficial holiday here in, in the U.S. In fact, after Thanksgiving, more food is eaten on Super Bowl Sunday than any other day of the year. Crazy, right? So not enough about the game, but also the festivities, the gatherings, celebrations, and so forth. Most years, the Super Bowl is the most watched program in America and the second most program worldwide. And because of the high volume of viewers during the Super Bowl, you've got people interested in the, the commercial airtime and, and paying the what I'm sure is a ridiculous price. And you have a, a lot of people committed to the event and not even for the game itself. So the Super Bowl is part of culture. And, you know, look at some television shows that feature, you know, like plot lines, even about the event. Some of my favorites, you know, Seinfeld, King of Queens, and even Everyone Loves Raymond, they all have episodes that feature a, a main plot line dealing with the Super Bowl, whether that's Jerry going to the Super Bowl with Newman whether it's Doug getting injured during his Super Bowl party and still attempting to host, or Raymond taking one of his friends to the Super Bowl instead of his wife Deborah or any family members. There's several examples of where it is a part of the, the plot line in some sitcoms. So it's just highlights that it's a part of our culture. And then there's the Super Bowl has a strong connection with gambling and one of the it's one of the biggest gambling events you know so for gambling the super bowl is just this mix of all of the the big holiday celebrations like rolled up into one and it's changed as well it's not the same way back in the day when it was often like you know neighborhood bookies and just simply friends that was managing these these Super Bowl bets. But sports betting is a huge business in, in the U.S. and globally. Sports betting is rising along with the fantasy sports. Legalized sports betting continues to grow. And advancements in availability with like technology is making sports betting a bigger thing that's been going on. When you look at the connection with gambling and the Super Bowl. It's estimated that 23.2 million Americans will place a bet on this year's Super Bowl, which represents about $6 billion. Now, the majority of the bets will be like informal, like personal bets with family and friends, sitting down with some friends and family members and betting 10 or 20 bucks on the coin toss Maybe a few people put 25 or 50 down on who the winner will be. Maybe a couple of people on the side have $5 down on who's going to score the first touchdown and names of players are picked out of a hat. Several of these bets tend to be low value and for a few bucks or nothing that's considered significant. Then you have like some heavy hitters and we're talking about large 
sums of money for gambling, you know, in the hundreds, thousands, and yes, even millions of dollars. Uh, Mattress Mac, you ever ever heard of him? He put down $4.5 million on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, which is the largest mobile wager in sports betting history. By the way, that was shared on Instagram accounts for Bleacher Report and BR Betting. So we're now also seeing some of these things being shown and, and advertised and announced through like social media accounts. So you have some people that, that won't gamble at all because they've got no interest or anything with the Super Bowl or gambling is just really not their thing. You have some people that are going to make low stakes bets between family and friends. Uh, you likely have some that are placing some some large bets. Some people that really only bet during this time and maybe won't even do it the rest of the year. And you also have some people that have problems with gambling and even have a gambling use disorder that may be engaging in these behaviors or who are trying to manage their recovery during this time. And we want to look at, as we, we talk in this episode, about how some of the things related to gambling and Super Bowl, this affects quite a variety of individuals. And looking at how many people are going to do this. So we might think a couple people, uh, let's say 10 of us are together, maybe six of us are gambling, or maybe we're at with a group of people and maybe only a handful are doing it. So it might not seem like that's a lot. You know, it might just seem like a handful to us. However, a recent survey found that 51% of Americans will place some sort of bet on the Super Bowl this year. So that's more than half will gamble on the Super Bowl. The same study found that 67% of millennials plan to place a bet versus only 26% of baby boomers. So interesting to see where the millennials with sports betting is likely going to continue to increase. 30 states plus the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico allow sports gambling either online or in person, which means about 30% of Americans can place a legal wager on the Super Bowl where they live. That's where we're kind of talking about some of that access changing with legalization of sports betting, legalization of online gambling. The interesting thing about the Super Bowl and gambling is that it also engages people who don't often gamble to gamble. You know, did you know some of the things that you can gamble on in relation to the Super Bowl? Are you aware that there are things called Super Bowl prop bets? And you can bet on just about anything, which can make it more fun for some, but for other people, it could possibly make it increasingly slippery to engage in kind of what's looked at as harmless betting. The three most popular bets include Super Bowl MVP, the coin toss, and believe it or not, the length of the national anthem. Other considerations for prop bets include like how many players will have a passing attempt, how many times the chains will be used for measurement, 
who will score the first touchdown, and what color will the the liquid, aka Gatorade, Gatorade bath, be that is poured on the game-winning coach. So it even attracts people to gamble on parts of the event in which they wouldn't normally consider gambling on in the first place, or even paying attention to in regular games or gambling in general. So there's different parts about the Super Bowl that make gambling more available, more recognized, more intriguing. Some people who think like, well, I don't know anything about it, so I'm not going to risk money. Like if they think they can just place money on a coin toss or what color of Gatorade is going to be poured on, it's increasing some people's likelihood of engaging in that type of behavior. They don't look at it as, well, that's just sports betting now. This is kind of different. Another consideration that we look at with gambling in the Super Bowl is is really in the workplace. And workplace gambling is really been ingrained in some of the the American workplace. And even with like managers, supervisors, employees, human resources alike, like part, participating in the action. And it often comes in like office block pools, fantasy football style wagers. doesn't happen like every day all the time, but it's quite common that during an event like the Super Bowl, like there is something going on in the workplace that is engaging people in it, whether it's directly or it's a group of people doing it where it's getting a bunch of coworkers involved. There's no question that these events often cause distractions in in the workplace and with gambling association, you know, can create risks for employers with productivity loss. There's things with discrimination, even whistleblower issues, disability, and even criminal complaints that, that have occurred as a result. Despite some of the known impact on the workplace and even issues surrounding the legality of it, it's never seemed to really stop gambling occurring in the workplace, especially with some events like this. And some of the concerns with it is like, I was looking into it more with like example discrimination. There are employees who may not want to participate. There might be employees who choose not to because of uh, moral or like religious objections or because of having a problem with gambling or they are in recovery, which is what we talk about a lot in this podcast. You have employees that may feel that they've been left out, that they are being treated differently. Um, so, there's, there's some things that go on that when a place thinks they're doing something simple or nice, uh, come to find out that it's viewed as a employee morale, a team building type thing when these sort of gambling activities are available. But there are some things you would want to consider. So in looking at if you were going to do an event related to like Super Bowl at the workplace and thinking about it in terms of how do we do this and also make sure that we're not creating any hostile environment or concerning 
you know, atmosphere for even one person who who might not want to partake in it. You want to look at like discussing that specific type of gambling that is going on, um, looking at whether or not you're going to require that the gambling is okay to do while you're on the clock or if it's going to be done outside of it, looking at how property can be used because now with online gambling and all that, like, are you going to allow workplace computers to be a part of that? Policy should look at informing employees that gambling activities shouldn't be interfering with production or work, uh, outline different ways employees could file a complaint or address an issue that they have, look at possible discipline that might need to occur if someone violates some rules of workplace gambling, and really also identifying some of the risks and harms of gambling and resources for help. Does your does your place of business even have any policies in like the employee handbook or anywhere about gambling? And there's probably ones about alcohol and there's probably ones about drugs, but are there ones about gambling? And it's big. There's there's a lot of different types of businesses that run promos, do events. It's just it's become a very common thing to have. And we don't consider all the possible connections with impact on the organization, the impact on the team, individuals particularly who might be in recovery, they might have a problem with gambling. Those things are often ignored. So Around this time with sports betting, with the Super Bowl, you find it more common happening in these type of situations. You don't always see these during a regular season game or for just other sports in general. But sure enough, come Super Bowl time, some of those workplace events will have things based around the Super Bowl and around gambling. The Super Bowl and gambling also really highlights a lot with what's going on with sports betting. You know, how did it get to a point where wagering on sports became such a big thing and continues to grow with with interest, with the different ways of being able to do it, how it's growing, the availability And we can expect to see more of these developments and changes regarding sports betting in the future. With it already being such a big thing around the Super Bowl, you just wonder what's going to happen as betting and sports continue to advance with like legalization and technology. You know, turning on television, commercials, sports shows. And you see ads that are hyping up like legalized gambling or online casinos, fantasy sports. You see social media promoting or showing gambling and betting. You see sports betting advertisements on broadcast rights and commercials popping up during like game stoppages. You've got analysts and people talking about like parlays and point spreads. There's athletes, musicians, movie stars who are in advertisements for gambling. 
you look at casino ads or even in stadiums, you can even place bets on games inside stadiums in Arizona and in other states. And some venues even have sold their naming rights to betting operations. I'm not guaranteeing them going to watch the Super Bowl this year because sometimes other things could easily become more of a priority for me. But if I do, I think one of the things I'm going to do is track how often you see references to gambling. I mean, what do you think about that? I'm curious to see how often something promoting or related to gambling will show up. Something related to winning money, fantasy sports, anything casino related. I'm just curious as to how many references to gambling there will be during the Super Bowl. So if I do watch it, I am going to probably keep track of that. If I didn't keep track of it, it's probably because I didn't watch it. So I can use it for a mini (laughs) survey slash study on that continued connection between sports betting and the Super Bowl. Overall, the Super Bowl and gambling sort of highlight the, the continued problems that we have with gambling. And with all this going on with betting in the Super Bowl, like we continue to ignore some things with gambling in, in particular. And there's three things I really want to highlight is number one, betting on the Super Bowl is gambling. Now, some people might think, well, no shit. Like what, what else would that be considered? But the reason why I'm telling this is because not everyone sees it that way. But regardless of how much or what it's on, a bet is a bet. And a bet means that you're gambling. It's interesting how some people don't view their betting on the Super Bowl as gambling. So I remember I did something where I asked someone if they gambled in the last year, 12 months. And their answer was no. And I remember then talking about the Super Bowl. Um, They also mentioned like 50-50 raffles. And they didn't think that that was gambling. But but they did partake in that. Some people don't see five bucks on the coin toss as gambling. They don't view $10 on who scores the first touchdown as gambling. They don't see... 15, 20 bucks on the color of the Gatorade as gambling. So I've had some people acknowledge putting like a small amount of money on something related to the Super Bowl, but they don't consider that gambling. It's one of the issues that defining gambling continues to be tricky. I can admit that I put money down on this, but that's not gambling. So you can see why during an event like the Super Bowl, there's a lot of people partaking in it. And then when you look at how often people gamble, some of those very same people don't look at it as that they gambled. The second continued problem is that it's another 
example of ignoring people who may have a problem with gambling or a use disorder. We would hesitate to give away a bunch of alcohol for a work-related event. You know, we might consider reiterating policies for consuming alcohol at a work event, like not on work premises, or making sure to avoid drinking and driving if we're going to like a work-related event where there's alcohol involved. But what about gambling? I mentioned before, does your place even have any gambling-related policies? Do we consider someone who might have a problem with gambling or in recovery with gambling when we're creating office pools for the Super Bowl or hosting a gathering for the Super Bowl and opening up bets to people? I know that the amount of people who have a problem with gambling or gambling use disorder is is small in, in comparison to those who do not. But people make strides to sort of make sure that when we do some events or that we do host some events where there might be some risks involved or some concerns or some people that might not like it, might not enjoy it, might have a problem with it, that we we reiterate some things, we put some things into place to make sure that there's resources and we make sure to, to cover ourselves with that this is something that's appropriate. We don't do that necessarily with gambling. We sort of ignore that it's just a it's a cultural thing with small risks. So it's okay that we do it. The third continued problem is that with so many other areas of concern with like addiction and recovery, we also see changes with like trends and, and transformation with it. You know, we're seeing it with like drugs, we're seeing it with social media, we're seeing it with pornography, and we're also seeing it with gambling. Sports betting, fantasy sports, mobile gambling, online gambling, gambling and gaming. Like these changes are happening and we can't have these occurring and keep ignoring them. We can't keep gambling under the radar, ignored when we are making sure we pay attention to these very same things when it comes to other areas that we ignore them when it comes to gambling. So as we pay more attention to trends and technology and and things that are going on with other issues, gambling is experiencing those same type. And sports betting is a prime example of some of those changes that's going on with gambling. Most of us come Super Bowl, can put some money down, have some fun, and walk away like unscathed. But that's not everyone. This is not to say gambling should or should not happen. Gambling is definitely going to occur around the Super Bowl. We need to be more gambling informed and really gambling conscious when engaging in these behaviors, which means understanding 
It is gambling as well as the risks, even if it is a low cost, that do exist. It's important to also be aware of those who do not gamble, those who may have a problem with gambling, those who may have a gambling use disorder, those who are in recovery from gambling, maybe those in recovery from other issues or substances that gambling can have an effect. You know, if people are engaging in gambling, hosting gambling events, if the workplaces are doing Super Bowl gambling-related activities, you should consider there might be individuals who fall into that category. Since the Super Bowl being the unofficial holiday and the all-in-one holidays for gambling in particular, we may want to make sure we provide information and resources about gambling. This may include information about gambling specifically, how to recognize signs of problems or resources for help. For sports betting and gambling on the Super Bowl, there are going to be quite a few people who walk away winning. Some are going to walk away with nothing. And to others, it could be something quite devastating. Football is an example of harm reduction. It's a sport where people physically beat the crap out of one another. There's equipment and rules in place in order to reduce the risk and protect people. We should do the same when it comes to gambling in order to prevent risk to others. And then we get called for a flag on the bet. So for this year's Super Bowl and for future year's Super Bowl, hoping that we become just more gambling informed and gambling conscious for this event. As always, thanks for listening and hope you learned something.